For CJSR FM 88.5, my name is Matt Hergy. I'm the news director at CJSR, and I'm joined in Studio A today by the MP of Edmonton Strathcona, Linda Duncan, and she's here to speak with me about the current state of homelessness in Canada. Ms. Duncan, thank you very much for You're very taking the time to speak with me. So I'm curious, what, in your perspective, what is the current state of, of homelessness in this country? Okay, before I answer that, I want to congratulate CJSR for being the lead on this national initiative this year. Oh, well. I understand you used to be out of Montreal, I think, and good show. And I think it's going to bring home to Canadians that Alberta does also have a homelessness issue. It does. Everybody thinks it's the land of hope and glory and streets paved with gold. And so as a result, everybody comes here. So as I understand, and I've talked to Homer Trust, I keep in touch with Boyle Street, um, we have a rising problem with homelessness. Um, all levels of government are starting to put a lot more effort into it, and that's appreciated. Um, and so some of the homeless are starting to be redirected, at least into temporary, into temporary shelter or into a one, or I'm not sure how long the, the housing first is for. Um, but what I'm being told is the problem is after that initial housing, which is supposed to get people, which is a great program, and I've seen uh, documentaries, I think out of Seattle, showing how well it worked, is that if you first of all get people their housing, then they can get cleaned up and they get stabilized, they can be on their meds if they need to, they can get more counseling, they have an address and they can actually apply for a job. So I think that's terrific that we seem to be going in that direction. Uh, the downside is, is having had at least some temporary more stable housing as opposed to a shelter, um, there's nowhere to transition people to. I think I heard just on the radio this morning that the cost of rental housing has uh, risen again. And uh, so many of our apartments are being converted to condos. Uh, not a lot of developers are keen to build apartments because the big demand is condos, as I understand. So we've got a big problem here because so many people are coming here because they think Alberta is the place to get a job. So we have people coming from eastern Canada. Uh, we have a lot of immigrants who now want to uh, come to Alberta. And then we have increasing number of uh, Aboriginals coming into the city. So, well, I think that we are starting to, I think they've taken a thousand people maybe off the streets. There's still more than a thousand still on the streets. A good proportion of those are children and youth. Um, you know, we've got families that are homeless. Um, from what I'm hearing from organizations who work with homeless all, all the time, they're saying that what we're not doing is we're not even counting properly because a lot of people are couch surfing or they are getting involved in probably not necessarily the best of situations just so they can have a roof over their heads. Um, <clears throat> you're probably aware that our party for quite some time have been pushing for a national housing strategy. And we keep tabling it, and the conservatives keep rejecting it, and we will just keep at it um, because we're hearing a lot of people who are support who support that because this is a national issue. Um, it's one thing for the government to promote and say, yes, we have to support the economy of Alberta because that's what's keeping the federal coffers filled. Well, that's fine then. Well, then we need more support here mm. because Alberta and Edmonton in particular, I think, is dealing with a lot of this influx of people who um, would like to have an opportunity but may get lost in the shuffle. Would a national housing strategy, what in, what in your opinion would a national housing strategy even look like? Well, there is some push for <clears throat> at least 
as a nation, um, working together on how do you count who the homeless are, um, some consistency across the board, who's falling between the cracks. Um, there's this big issue of it's not just the unemployed, it's the underemployed. So what we've got is a whole lot of people, some in Alberta, but certainly a lot in other parts of Canada, um, where they're scrambling and taking two or three not well-paid jobs, no benefits, and just struggling to get mm -hmm. by. And so that makes it really hard for them to, to cover housing. Um, then we've got this whole problem across Canada about mental health that is not being addressed. And uh, <clears throat> some people end up on the streets because they have a mental health, pro mental health problems. Uh, if you're on the streets long enough, you're probably going to develop some mental health problems. Part of that is just not having the supports for meds and so forth. I'm really proud of the doctors in our city who have worked towards, I think there's a special clinic maybe at Royal Alec for um, the homeless and the street people um, so that they will be looked after properly. Um, I don't know if you've been following this inquiry going on. I think it's in Manitoba mm -hmm. of uh, a street person who died in uh, in reception because he wasn't attended to. So people, a lot of people can get lost in the shuffle. Uh, people may just think, oh, he's a drunk or whatever. And so we need to be addressing this holistically. Mm -hmm. But I think that everybody agrees, and I'm happy to see that. My colleagues would share. Um, everybody's embracing this idea of, of home first. So Everybody should have the right to a, a safe place to go, uh, it, particularly our young people. <clears throat> I'm a big advocate of the youth emergency shelter. I think it's another, it has a different name now, but it's in my riding just past Mill Creek, and then they have the drop-in place um, <clears throat> over in Old Strathcona, and there's another youth drop-in centre. Uh, we got a big struggle where in the south side and in, in areas outside of the inner city, <clears throat> communities are against housing for... Uh, mm. Uh, what they say is affordable housing. And Into I think Williger, for it's going to take a lot of work to overcome that. I mean, indeed, we do need to make sure that, you know, if you're a single parent and you've got young kids or you're just off the streets or whatever, you do need to be able to have access to, to all of the, the amenities, food and so forth. Mm -hmm. But other than that, everybody needs to take responsibility for this. And uh, why should everybody just be herded into one area? On the other hand, it probably is good in some cases to have some consolidated housing because then you can provide the, the services. I have personal experience in my own family. Uh, my sister uh, died of MS. There were no facilities at all for her, so she had to live in a senior center. Um, we need to be giving more attention to how we're housing people and the accessibility. I know we've got a rising older population where are all uh, where are all our, your parents and your grandparents going to go? Um, <clears throat> so it's a big issue for everybody. Um, when we talk about the homeless, people just think, oh, it's somebody on the on the street. But homelessness is a big issue for a lot of people. I know a couple of years ago, uh, there were some people living in trailers down in the ravines in Edmonton because they moved here, they were working, but they couldn't find any affordable housing. So I think that's an important aspect of our economy. Um, you should be able to earn a living wage, which means that you should be able to afford the housing, but we do need to have some government intervention to be making sure that happens, whether it's um, rent controls, whatever it is. Governments do have powers, and uh, certainly our federal government does have 
the power and the mandate to bring together all the jurisdictions, the First Nation governments, the territories, the provinces, municipalities, get a dialogue going, let's have a national strategy. Then we can figure out the best way to feed in uh, the supports. The way I read what you're saying is that a lot of the issues that lead to homelessness are sort of systemic and intertwined And then not to mention those instances of racism and discrimination and ageism that sort of perpetuate that problem. So then what is the path forward? Um, need people to write to their uh, governments, mm. right? And you get a situation where you got a majority government in Ottawa. They don't give a lot of credence to us, the opposition. That doesn't stop us for calling for appropriate policies. But it's the electorate. It's our youth who can speak out and uh, write. And I encourage all your listeners to be expressing uh, their opinion. If they think everybody should have access to reasonable, safe housing, then they should demand that the, that the federal government step up to the plate and play its role. And the federal government has that mandate as the leader of the nation to bring everybody together. Mm-hmm. I know they've been slowly giving some funding, but giving funding isn't enough. What they need to do is provide leadership. What is stopping them, in your opinion? What's stopping them from uh, effectively mandating a, a, a proper course forward to dealing with homelessness? Well, I guess the question should be put to them if you could get any of them on air. Um, what my conjecture would be, it's their attitude to all of these policies. Whether it's a national role in affordable childcare, whether it's a national role in ensuring accessibility for everybody to advanced education, um, to safe housing. Um, it's just an attitude that uh, they don't have jurisdiction. Um, there's this big push to download to the provinces or in turn to the municipalities. And certainly municipalities are the least likely to be able to afford to take on these because they don't have many sources of revenue except for taxing homeowners. So the federal government taxes us. Uh, we think that they should be directing tax dollars to meet uh, uh, basic needs of all Canadians, whether it's continued access to public um, health care. We don't know, for example, if they are going to sign another health accord with the provinces and territories. And that sets out some basic uh, standards and parameters. Um, We've been calling for the federal government to step up and put a lot more investment into addressing mental health issues. So the federal government can, if they chose, play a leadership role, at least in bringing everybody together. So far, they seem to be hands-off and not even wanting to bring everybody together. But we are ever hopeful. At last count, uh, 2,200 <coughs> Edmontonians were homeless in 2012. Over 200,000 people uh, in Canada uh, visited a shelter in the last year. So I'm curious, uh, as my final question, what in your opinion is at stake if we uh, don't uh, enact effective policy or uh, enact a, a proper path forward, if we leave these people outside of... Uh, out of mind, out of sight, and, and I'm just wondering if there's if there's a certain uh, larger um, morality that's at stake here. Well, you can sum it up is either pay now or you pay later. Mm. Um, I heard a fantastic presentation by Cindy Blackstock. Um, to there's a committee that's been meeting talking about missing and murdered Aboriginal women. And uh, most of the discussion is always about, okay, more money into criminal law and investigation and so forth. And she said the solution is, is to invest in our children. 
And she said there's been experiments in the United States where they put more money up front um, to make sure access to education and child care and health supports and so forth. And it reduced um, <clears throat> the cost on policing and on, on dealing with drug addiction and homelessness and so forth. So if we provide these supports up front, right, affordable child care, every child gets looked after properly, every child gets access to uh, um, equivalent opportunity to education, everybody has reasonable access to safe, uh, comfortable housing, people are going to become better contributors to the economy and to society. So in the meantime... Uh, the voluntary sector are filling in those gaps, but the voluntary sector is having more and more downloaded on them. And I'm not sure that we're keeping up. If we still have a 1,000 people homeless on the streets of Edmonton, I'd say that's a pretty strong indicator we're doing something wrong. And if we don't enact proper policy, we pay. We pay later. <clears throat> we pay later, um, either through uh, people's mental health breakdown or... They're just simply not contributing. And you got to remember, too, a lot of these people who become homeless have abandoned families. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that get left in the wake and, and then are struggling. Um, just need to make uh, opportunities more equitable. And in the end run, it's going to cost us less. Linda Duncan, thank you very much for this. Uh, is there anything else that you want to add? Yeah, I just want to thank CJSR, wonderful CJSR. And I'm sorry I can't be here uh, next Wednesday when you run this program in the streets. Uh, my hat goes off to you, or should my hat should come down, my toque should come down because the temperature is plummeting. You're probably going to really see firsthand what happens to the homeless uh, when you're in the depth of 20 below uh, winters in Edmonton. But uh, really, really excited that uh, our homegrown uh, radio station is going to be covering this, and I look forward to maybe following it um, from Ottawa.